The following podcast is a presentation of the PTB Media Network. What's up, Benfica Nation? Welcome to another episode of your favorite spinoff. Welcome back to Liga Trish in English here on the Mr. Benfica podcast feed. I'm your host, as always, the Mr. Mike Agustinu. And the first phase of the Liga Trish season is complete. We have our eight teams that are going to be competing for two automatic spots for promotion to the Liga 2. Okay, this is going to be a very, I think, very, very competitive promotion playoff phase now as uh, the two groups are set. The draw has been done, and what I mean by the draw is that the FPF, uh, they did a draw on Wednesday, and that determined the order in which the teams will play each other. The groups were already defined based on their placement in the first phase. Okay, um, and then there's also the relegation groups as well, and the draw will held for them as well. Um, there are no matches this coming weekend, and that's why I've waited a few days um, to to come to you with this episode. I waited for the draw that was going to determine the order of ma- you know the fixture list, so that I could report that on this podcast for you here tonight. Okay, so we're actually going into the weekend here. It's a Friday afternoon. In uh, in uh, the northeast corner of the United States here, it's finally a little bit less cold. Uh, the snow has melted, and I am on my lunch break, and I'm spending it with you here on this microphone talking Liga Trish. All right, so we're going to go back now, and we are going to recap the final match day of the first phase. And it started Saturday, March the 11th, okay? And the Southern Section, SETI B, played on Saturday with the exception of one match, which I did not notice last time in in the last episode. Uh, I didn't notice, I don't think I did at least, that there was one Southern Section match on Sunday. The rest were all on Saturday. So we'll start with Saturday's matches. And we start with the leaders and with the team that I have been most impressed with this season from start to finish, especially from, you know, October on, especially. Uh, and that's, that is Amora. Amora hosting Vitoria Stubal in the Margen Sul. And it is Amora beating Vitoria Stubal in the Margen Sul. Uh, it was a 2-0 victory for Amora, but it was not easy, um, especially when Amora's Jefferson was sent off in the 63rd minute, leaving them to 10 men in a nil-nil in a match. Remember, they still needed a victory here to secure first place and to avoid the Northern Section's first place team um, because Union Leiria were playing at the same time against Montcarpachens. And, of course, you had... You had Leiria playing against the last place team. So Amora was under pressure here to get a result against Vitoria Stubal, against the Sandinus. And it would take all the way to the 79th minute. But then Daniel Murilo would score for Amora and put the hosts ahead 1-0 and put them top of the table. They would secure the three points three minutes later thanks to João Oliveira. 2-0 is your final result in Amora, and they will win the South section with this victory. And now it's, you know, the gears change, the focus change, and it's all and it's all about the promotion playoff phase now. Um, they will be playing in a group, like I said, avoiding the first place finisher out of the North. However, playing this match on Saturday, they don't know who that is just yet. And 
all these matches kicked off simultaneously. So nobody had any advantage here. So at the very same time that this match was going on uh, in Amora, not far away, across the river, in Belain, um, maybe not directly across the river, but you get what I'm saying, um, from from um, across, you cross the Teju into Lisboa, you go into Belain, and at the Castillo, the historic Castillo, Bulanis hosts Alverca. Both of these teams already secured their spot in the promotion playoffs. Um, it, it was, a, so it becomes a sense of a preseason match for these two teams. Uh, yes, yes, they're jockeying for position, and uh, they don't know neither one of them. You know, they're playing for third and fourth place in the section, respectively. But I don't think that uh, both of them are ecstatic to be advancing, and I think you get more of a a preseason vibe to this match. But in the seventy first minute, I've said this guy's name I think four weeks in a row now. It's Cle C L E is how you spell it. Cle of Bulanis. He scores in the seventy first minute. Puts the Belain side ahead. Um, and it looks like they're going to take the three points. And it looks like they were going to take third place here. Uh, but it it would shift here in the, in the final minutes. And Salish would score. Jean Saleh would score for Alverca. 86th minute making it 1-1. And then in stoppage time. 90 plus 2. It's Pedro Zazuj for the Riva Janus. Scoring. Winning on the road. And picking up all three points in this matchup here. And Alverca picking up steam. Heading in to the playoffs. We move just a little bit. Um, we move just we, a short distance from there to to Real versus Academica. Um, of course, Real Masama, the hosts in this one, and they get on the board very early. Second minute, Real go up thanks to Pedro Farim. It is one nil, but it didn't take long for the students to mount their comeback. In the twentieth minute, Juan Perea would score for Academica and pull the match level. It go level into halftime, and then in the second half, an evenly matched, uh, an evenly matched football match here uh, between these two sides and it would it would the game would would tip on its on its end here as it would be the students it would be Academica finding their way the squad from the University City Academica Coimbra thanks to Desmond Nikita in the 75th minute finding the back of the net Academica take three more points, and I keep remembering back in October and even parts of November when they were bottom of the table, and I said that they had to get it together if they wanted to stay in the Liga Trish, and they have turned it around through uh, the second half of this first phase, looking at their matches coming into this one, and they just... They turned it on when it mattered. Uh, They did lose two. They lost two of their last... Two of their last eight, so they went they they went unbeaten in six of their last eight. So they started mounting points. That was after starting the season with no points through, or starting it with just simply three points through the first six rounds. Um, Academica catching form at the right time. Now their their focus is going to be staying up, and they'll go into the relegation playoffs and have an opportunity to stay in the Liga Trish. We go to Alcuchit now. We're still, we're in that area of, of you know, 
Lisboa in just around in its very immediate surroundings, the Margem Sul, and now we go to Alcochete, and we have Sporting B hosting my club, College, and um, well, it's been kind of a a, a tailspin. Uh, for college here down the stretch. However, the, the the fixture list was not kind to them in this regard. could say it was kind to them early in the season. It, they finished the season playing the top four teams in in the last five matches. So um, a lot of points were dropped from college here. Uh, they started the season very, very strong. They led the, the section for, for quite a few weeks, had that Fantastic performance against Benfica in the Portuguese Cup, but here it's they lost four in a row here to finish the the first phase, and it was the Baby Lions getting ahead first 37th minute. João Muniz for Sporting B making it one nil, but Rafael Hawk would uh, would equalize just four minutes later in the 41st for the Alvinegros, and it goes one one to halftime. Uh, both teams. Again, this is a match they're playing for 5th and 6th place. This is the match to determine whether they go into the next phase with 8 points or with 7 points. Um, and I believe it's 7, it may be 6. We'll, we'll, we'll go over that in just a moment uh, when we get to the, the fixture list and the standings as they are right now. Now that the groups are defined. But in the second half, uh, it would be Sporting B again finding their form. 70th minute, and it is Flavio Nazinho with the goal and puts the Lions ahead 2-1. to one. But again, College will answer right away with Tuga in the 73rd minute. Tuga levels for College. It's 2-2. That result favors Sporting B. College needs to win. They they press forward. They go for it late. Uh, Jose Valla, the manager, makes attacking substitutions. And as it has in a couple matches now, this is week after week, as they were trying to hang on to that top four spot, making substitutions towards going for the win. I totally support that. I am not criticizing these decisions. But here, um, they ultimately get caught on the break. Again, it's Miguel Menino in the 90th minute for Sporting B. And they take all three points at Alcuchet. It is 3-2 to Sporting B in this one. Sporting B finished fifth. Caldish sixth in the south section. And the last match, or it's not really the last match because they were all playing at the same time. But it is at the Magalhães Psoa in Ladia. And it is Union Ladia. Uh, solidifying their form and um, really just uh, stomping on the on the on the confidence and on the belief of Montcarpachens, who are bottom of the table, and here they get stomped six to one at the Magalhães Psoa. Lady, I get goals from Valdid in this, and actually it was Montcarpachens, excuse me, who gets on the board first in the fourth minute. Montcarpachens, thanks to Isaac Cisse. And the Algarvians lead after four minutes, but that lead was short-lived in the sixth minute. Just two minutes later, Valdid equalizes for Union Leiria. And they would double their lead in the 15th, thanks to Mateusz. And then in the 23rd, the referee will point to the penalty spot. Up steps Gonzalo Gregorio. He converts. It's 3-1 now. And four minutes later, this is just an avalanche on top of of Montcarpachens, Martin Ribeiro makes it four to one, and then still before halftime, another uh, another 
blow to Moncarapachense's hopes as Luiz is sent off in the 45th minute. The Brazilian sent off and Moncarapachense left to play with 10 men in the second half. Leandro Antunj would make it 5-1 for Ladia in the 68th. Eight minutes later, it's Vasco Oliveira who closes out the scoring sheet for Ladia in this match. Closes out the first phase for Ladia. They'll refocus now. Their goal is to get promoted. They have invested heavily in this squad. And they'll take these three points and this 6-1 victory with them. Not enough, though, to, to catch Amora. They didn't get the help they needed in the other match. They're going to finish second here in the South. And the last match in the South was played on Sunday. Oliveira do Hospital welcoming the Azorian side Fontinhas to the Coimbra district. And uh, these are two teams, again, going into the relegation playoffs. And Oliveira do Hospital playing at home, get on the board early in the seventh minute, thanks to Abdullahi Dafe. But uh, they, they would they would keep that form and play well. This was a first half dominated by Oliveira do Hospital. As Andres Salvador would double the lead in the 23rd minute. They'd go to halftime up 2-0. In the second half, though, the side from the Azores, from Terceira Island, would wake up here and they would mount a, a fight. João Dias in the 51st minute makes it 2-1. to one. He cuts the lead in half here as Fontinhas get on the board. But in the 75th minute, the referee would point to the spot. Up steps Rui Batalha for Oliveira do Hospital, and he converts 3-1, but Fontinhas are not giving up. Remember, just a couple weeks ago, they beat uh, Union Leiria when Union Leiria were leaders. They went to Leiria and beat them 2-1 uh, late, and they were going to fight back. In the 81st minute, Jota Lopes makes it 3-2. He brings them one back, but that's as close as Fontinhas were going to get. This one finishes 3-2 in favor of Oliveira do Hospital. Okay, moving to the north now, staying on Sunday. And moving to the north section, everything to play for here. Uh, you have a race for first place. You have a race for fourth place, especially. That was heating up. We talked about it. I'm going to mention those two games last. I'll get the other matches out of the way. I'll start with the leaders, Felgueiras. They make the short trip to Guimarães to take on Vitória Guimarães B in Uberço, Portugal, in the cradle of Portugal. And the... The side from the first capital would be bettered on the day. Felgatish finding some form here as they would go to Guimarães and win 3-1. to one. They get two goals from Nuninho in the first half um, after Vitória Guimarães took the lead thanks to Tomás Handel. Uh, he would convert a penalty in the 12th minute. At halftime, it is 1-2. And then in the 49th, it's it's as if the the karma uh, evened itself out because the referee would again point to the penalty spot, but this time in favor of Felgatish, 1932. Welton steps up. Welton converts. This one finishes Vitória Guimarães B1, Felgatish, 1932-3. Vitória Guimarães B has a tall task ahead of them trying to stay in Liga 3. They're going to be... Um, Really at a disadvantage here in the relegation playoffs. Um, Canelage hosting Vila Verdense here. And Canelage would show up for this one as uh, Vila Verdense in the, in the promotion spots. But uh, any hopes they had of, of stealing first place, they, they, they go out the window here. 
as uh, they needed to win and hoped to get some help from Vitória Guimarães B. That wouldn't happen. And Chico Souza would get Canelage ahead after five minutes. He would double the lead and double his tally less than 10 minutes later in the 14th minute. Canelish 2010 go into halftime leading two to one after William Diaz scores for for Lunk Villaverdens in the second half an evenly matched uh, game. Uh, Villaverdens starts to get their momentum. They start to push forward in the 63rd minute. The counterattack burns them, and it is Gonzalo Lisha for Canelish making it three to one. That's how it finishes. Canelish three, Lunk Villaverdens one. And Felgedas is going to win the north section, and uh, they will avoid Amora in in the next phase. You have now in the Aveiro district, it's Anadia hosting São Joãoense, who travel from São João de Madeira for this one. And Anadia playing in front of their home crowd. And eight minutes in, they get a penalty. And Fausto Lorenzo steps up. Fausto Lorenzo converts. Anadia go ahead 1-0. Hold that lead to halftime in the 61st minute. Dinu doubles the lead for Anadia. And it is 2-0. And only five minutes later, though, San Juanense continues to fight back. Rui Pedro will score for San Juanense for the Alvinegros. And you now have... A 2-1 match, and that is how it would finish. Uh, San Juan is unable to rescue a point, and it finishes 2-1 in favor of Anadia. Faf hosting Montalegre, and Lucas Mufalu would score in the second minute, only the second minute for Faf. Faf take the lead in front of their home crowd, but just before halftime, after the 45th minute, in first half stoppage time, the referee points to the spot. There are a lot of penalties called in Liga 3. Remember, obviously, no VAR in Liga 3, yet plenty of penalties called. And Montalegre calls on Bruninho to step up. Bruninho converts, and the Trasmontanos pull level going in to halftime. In the second half, it is Faf who will snatch the lead in the 68th minute, thanks to Pedro Ribeiro. And it is 2-1 to one to Faf, and it finishes 2-1 to one to Faf. Three points for them. Bringing us now to our two key matches, okay? So you have at the Primeiro de Mayo in Braga, you have Braga B taking on São João Verde, while uh, in Paredes, you have Paredes taking on Verzin. I lauded Verzin at the beginning of the season. They were on fire. They led this section for the majority of the 22 weeks, okay? Um... They were in first place for a long time. They eliminated Sporting from the from the Portuguese Cup. They hosted Benfica at their stadium. They got to play against two of the big three from in Portuguese football this year in the Cup, and they played well against both of them. They gave a great account of themselves. They have a young manager who whose stock was on the rise, Tiago Magrido. But then everything started to go south for Verzin here down the stretch, and... Again, it, it looked like they were a deadlock to go up, and now they find themselves on the final day needing to win to guarantee a spot in the promotion playoffs. You look at their form, okay? You look at their form. After playing, they went into the game with Benfica with only two losses in the league, okay? They had that cup game with Benfica. They lost 2-0 midweek. They would win the following week against Anadia, and then... It would start to skid. They would lose to Felgadish, lose to Saint Juanes, 
beat Montalegre, lose to São João Verde, lose to Vitória Guimarães B, draw Lanquevilla Verdense, draw Canelas, and coming into this last game without, with only one win in their last seven and only two wins in their last ten. Uh, not the type of football you want to be playing if your hopes are in promotion. And in the 20th minute, Paredes would take the lead. Correa, Pedro Correa, to be exact, makes it 1-0 to Paredes. Meanwhile, in Braga, uh, you would have you would have something that would, would give hope to the Verzin fans. And I, I actually was listening to this. In in the car on Antenna U, I was doing some, I was doing some errands. Uh, this was, you know, around lunchtime Sunday, my time here. This is a 5 p.m. kickoff in Portugal, and I remember I was in the grocery store with an earbud in on Antenna U because it was right around the time Benfica was about to play against Maritimo, and I was trying to get some things done before the match started. And Antenna U is covering these two matches. Okay. Um, in the 28th minute, Braga B has a Pedro Santos sent off, and there was a there was you know a uh, a plausible cheer from the Verzin fans in Paredes uh, because yes they were losing, but now they knew that Braga B was playing with 10 men, and if if both teams lost, Verzin would would take fourth place. If if Verzin won, automatic, and then it would it, there was a one point difference. So uh, Verzin needed to match Braga B's result, and they were confident. But then things took a, a turn for the worst. If you are Verzin Sport Club, because in the fifty fourth minute in Braga, it was again this name I've said a few weeks in a row. Here I am saying it again: Andra Laxi Micante would score for Braga B and the Baby Bishops would take the lead in the 54th minute. Are you kidding me? They all of a sudden jump into fourth place and the pressure just mounts on Verzin. And Tiago Magrido is saying, is this really going to happen to my team? This team that was built to, to be promoted, to go play in the second division. The club has been vocal. They have not been shy. They want to get back to the first division. They looked... They look to be on the right path, and then in these last ten matches of the the of this stage, everything just went down. Uh, again, only two wins in their last ten, and they would push and push, but they would not find the back of the net. Paredes holds steady. The referee blows his whistle for full time. Paredes won. Verzin nil, and. At that point, the match had already ended at the Primeiro de Mayo. Braga B won. São João Vid nil. And Braga B leapfrogs Verzin for fourth place in the north. And just like that, um, a team's season and hopes and dreams crumble again in the space of 10 weeks. The work they did in the first 12 completely undone. Let's go to the table then. All right, final final table for the first phase. We'll start with the north, as we always do, the Serie A. Felgatish, 44 points. They finish first. Lank Villaverdense, second, with 40 points. Again, they were unable to. They needed to win and get help in this round to finish first. It did not happen. Saint-Jean-Nice, despite their loss, hang on to third place. Uh, with 36 points, and it is Braga B in fourth place with 35 points. They move on 
to the promotion playoffs and keep uh, they keep alive a hope of getting back to the Liga 2. Verzin, 5th place, 33 points. The dream is over for another season. And I think it's uh, it, it must be ex- exceptionally heartbreaking for their fan base, for their, for their staff, for their players. And you have to think there's going to be changes made in the staff this upcoming offseason. Um, of course, they go into the relegation playoffs in the best position. Okay, finishing 5th, they're going to start with 8 points. But that's not where they where they aimed to be this season. That's not what they invested heavily in. And now uh, they they have some decisions to make, and they have to decide what direction they're going to take this club in the course of the next, you know, the next several months to be prepared for next year to make another run. Sixth place, a good finish for Canelish. They finish with 30 points. Saint-Jean-Vid, seventh with 29. Paredes, Eighth with 28, thanks to that last uh, day win over Verzin. Faf finishes ninth with 25 points. Then Anadia, 10th with 23. Montalegre, 11th with 21. And in the basement in 12th place with just 12 points is Vitoria Guimarães B. In the south, Amora wins the section with 48 points and with the most points overall in the division. I think from from the matches I've seen, they are the best team in this in this division. If you ask me, uh, they have been since since October really. 48 points, one better than Union Le- Ladia, who finished with 47. Alverca take third thanks to their win over Bolognese. They have 40 points. A secure third. While Bolognese finished fourth with 35 points. Sporting B finished one point shy of the promotion spots in fifth place with 34. Kaldish sixth with 31 points. Then Oliveira Hospital seventh with 26. I think this was they exceeded their expectations uh, this season. And they finish ahead of their Queen rivals Academica as Academica finish eighth with 25 points. Points. Vitoria Stubal disappointingly in ninth place. They had hopes of promotion this year. The dream is over for the Sundiners as well. Uh, for this season, they finished ninth, like we said, and now they have to focus on not being relegated, as do all these teams, because uh, a poor run of form now and, um, you know, failure to get results here in this stage could put some of these teams in a lot of trouble. 23 points, like I said, for Vitoria Stubal. Fontinhas finish in 10th with 22, Real Massima uh, in 11th with 20, and Moncarpachens in 12th place with 17 points. The top scorers as they stand now, we still have the man who's been at the top all season, Vittorio Stubel's Zekinia, the 36-year-old with 13 goals, leads the league. Edmilson Filho of, Vila, of Lanc Vila Verdense is behind him with 10, as is Jair Silva of Leiria and Paulo Marcelo of Amora. And then with nine, we have four players with nine goals. Fausto Lorenzo of Anadia, João Augusto of Bolognese, Rui Batalha of Oliveira do Hospital, and Gonçalo Gregorio, Union Leiria. All right, so let's take a look at what the groupings look like now that the draw is complete. Let's look at the groupings for this second stage in the promo- promotion, Group A looks like this. Uh, Alverca, Braga B, 
Felgadish and Union Leiria. Okay, that is Group A in the promotion uh, groups. Promotion Group B: Amora, Bulanenses, São Joãoense, Lunk, Vila Verdense. And I have the fixture list for the first round of fixtures. Okay. And the first round of fixtures will be played not this weekend. It, they won't be played until April, the weekend of April the 2nd. Okay. So on the week of April the 2nd, Team 1 will play Team 3 as I just read them. Uh, you have Alverca facing Felgadish at home. And you have Braga traveling to Union Ladia. You have Amora hosting San Juanense. And you have... Bulanes traveling to Vila Verde to take on Lank Vila Verdense. Now, that is that is for round one of this second phase uh, in the promotion groups. In the relegation groups, relegation group A looks like this. Verzin, Saint-Jean-Vid, Faf, and Montalegre. Now, there's no crossover here in the, in the relegation groups. Okay, there is no crossover. They're going to play the same group, the same teams that are in there. In their section for the first phase, so you have you have fifth, seventh, ninth, and eleventh in in the group A, and you have sixth, uh, sixth, eighth, tenth, and twelfth in groups groups B and B and D, and groups A and C have what I said the odd numbers: the five, fifth, seventh, uh, ninth, and eleventh. So for Social Vid, Faf, and Montalegre in Group A. In Group B, Canelas, Preds, Anadia, Vitoria, Guimarães, B. And here's how it looks. So the standings right now, there's already standings, like I said. You're, you're awarded points for how you finished in the first phase. And you have Verzin with eight points in, in relegation Group A. In the promotion groups, everyone starts at zero. In the relegation groups, you're awarded points for how you finish. So Verzin starts with eight points. Saint-Jean-Vir with six Faf with four and Montalegre with two. Certainly, they're not um, out of it by any means, but they do start with fewer points than everyone else. Uh, so you see the 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 consolation prize for fifth place is relative safety. Only one team in each group will be relegated. Okay, so right now in the relegation spot in relegation group A is Montalegre with two points. Group B: Canelas, Perez, Anadia. And Vitoria Guimarães B, like I said, uh, Canelas starts with seven points uh, for coming in in sixth place. Perez with five, Anadia with three, and Vitoria Guimarães with only one point. But they're at no more of a disadvantage than Montalegre is in Group A. Um, it really, I don't know why they didn't just um, attribute the same number of points to fifth and sixth place and so forth because it, it's still the same difference in points. So each team, you know, first is six points ahead of fourth, based on how they they you know finished the previous the previous phase. So by no means is Vitoria Guimarães out of it at all. They're actually one win away from relative safety. Uh, they are one win away from going into at the very least third place in their group. And again, only fourth place will be relegated. Relegation Group C: Sporting B, Oliveira do Hospital. Vitoria Stubal and Real Massima Sporting B with eight, Oliveira Hospital with six, Vitoria Stubal B with four, Real Massima with two, and in Group D, Caldas with seven, Academica with five, Fontinhas with three, and Moncarpachense 
with one okay and they have the exact same order of matches so again Verzin hosts Faf in the next round uh, Montalegre hosts São João Verde Canelas hosts Anadia Vitória Guimarães B hosts Predge Sporting B hosts Vitória Stubal and Oliveira Hospital travels to Real Sport Club Caldas hosting Fontinhas while Academica travel to Algarve to take on Moncarpachense. And that, that is that is the, the calendar for the relegation groups. That's the end of the relegation groups. That's where Liga 3 stands today. Um, we are going to check in with Liga 2 now because there is a battle for relegation and that affects next year's Liga 3. So it's becoming of interest. So I'm just going to read off the table here in Liga 2 just to give us an idea of what teams to start watching for. Uh, Moreirense leads. They're, they're all but guaranteed now a spot in the first division next year. There's 10 matches to play, and they have a 13-point lead at the top of Liga 2 with 56 points. Estrela da Amadora is right now in second with 43, one point better than Farense. Academic Viseu is three behind them with 39 points. Then it starts to spread out. Vila Franquense fifth with 37. Tondela is sixth with 32. Porto B, 7th with 31. Same as Ferenc in 8th. Penafiel in 9th. And Torreense in 10th. They're all on 31 points. 11th right now belongs to Oliveirense with 30 points. Same as Leixões in 12th. Nacional is 13th with 28. Benfica B in, in a little bit of a precarious spot right now. In 14th place, they're getting far too close to that drop zone. They need to start getting results. Um, they are 14th with 27 points right now. Need to go on a little bit of a run just to put themselves a little bit more away from this drop zone. Mafra right now, three points safe in 15th place. And it is Bisad, soon to be Kova the Piedad Sad <laughs> next year. That's how they will be known. Uh, but for now, they are Bisad in 16th place. They are in a relegation playoff spot. So that they are the team that will face the winner of the playoff between the two second place teams in the promotion playoff. So there is a very possible possibility here, and I think neutrals are rooting for this hard, of having Bolognese versus Bisad in a playoff for a spot in the second division. This would be epic, um, and it would be so poetically just beautiful, sorry to say, if there is any Bisad fans out there. Um, I've never met one, but or I've never even spoken to one. But um, how how fitting if Bulanis could put the nail in the coffin of Bisad and send them to the third division before their their name change and this whole this whole dark history of of having two teams claiming to be Bulanis at the same time ends and the real Bulanis takes their place back in the professional leagues of of Portuguese football beside our our third our 16th excuse me with 23 points Sporting Covilhã 17th right now with 21 points they are one win away from leapfrogging beside so they're they're not out they're not by any means um you know um guaranteed to be going down either nor is 18th place Trofense with 20 points so the bottom three are three points apart from each other and um, there is a lot can still happen in 10 rounds but that is where the Liga 2 stands we'll check in with the Campeonato Portugal in a future episode as they 
play towards the finish of their season as well. It'll get interesting there in the separate series of the Campeonato Nacional de Portugal, the Portuguese fourth division. But that's going to do it for this edition of Liga 3 em English. Uh, the next episode will be back when the matches resume in April. So I'll be back in April with more Liga 3 em English. Thank you to everyone who listens. I've gotten... Quite a bit of positive feedback from a lot of different people uh, that enjoy this, so I'm going to keep doing it. I enjoy it. I enjoy watching this league as well. I enjoy following it. So um, we got a little break here in the league, but uh, we'll be back in April to talk Liga 3 em English one more time. Mr. Mike Agustinho signing off. Uh, if you haven't already, the latest episode of Mr. Benfica is in the podcast feed now, episode 156. And, of course, Benfica playing tomorrow. I'm recording this Friday night. They play Saturday against Vitória Guimarães at the Luge. Um, if you haven't heard, I'll talk about it on the next episode. You've heard by now. Everybody has heard Benfica will be playing Inter Milan in the next round of the UEFA Champions League. I'm psyched. I cannot wait. Um, this is an exciting time to be a Benfica fan. So thank you to everybody for listening. Thank you to everyone who supports this project. And I'll talk to you again very, very soon here on the Mr. Benfica podcast feed. That's it for now, and I'll talk to you next time.